Hello everyone, welcome to Inspected Goals, the pod that tries to improve our FPL play through a more analytical approach. Sam, we're back again. We are back, conveniently after a good game week again for me anyway. (laughs) After a good game week, like clockwork, we love it. Um, How's it going? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, Doing well, enjoying a bit more sun this week. Yeah, uh, been disappointed by the football results in terms of non-FPL because of Preston this week. We did our classic thing of flirting with the playoffs and then we've lost our last two. But two points off the playoffs with three games to go. So that's still a bit of excitement. And then FPL, FPL-wise, doing well also last week, thankfully. Nice. I have like zero knowledge of um, of the championship. Was that expected for your team or not to get to this sort of position? We're probably expected to finish mid-table in general, which is where we finished the last six or seven seasons. Um, but we just suddenly went on a run. We we only lost one in about 11 matches. Suddenly won the two games over Easter and then we were seventh on goal difference. So suddenly we were like, oh, we're very close to the playoffs with only five mm. games to go. But then we've lost our last two. <laughs> but even though we've lost our last two, we're still two points off the playoffs in 11th, mad. which is mad. So sixth to 11th is two points. <laughs> wow. <laughs> which I so I was going to say, is it super close like it normally is? But you've just you've just told us, yeah. We, um, yeah, so it feels like it's extremely unlikely now. But ultimately, if we win our last three games, we'll probably be in the playoffs. So it kind of technically feels like it's in our hands, but the chances of that happening are low. We play Blackburn, who are currently sixth, which is good because we've got that opportunity. But also, they're probably a slightly better team than us. Um, but it's at least it's nice to have something to be excited about because I don't know. We soften a mid table, and it's by this stage in the season, it's just boring. Mm. Um, do you, know, do you know, like for mid-table Premier League fans, it's just like, if you know you're not going to get Europe or know you're not going to go down. Are you going to mention teams... beach? Is this the point where you bring the beach out? <laughs> yeah, I'm on the beach as a fan normally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off the beach now. Yeah, absolutely nervous on Saturdays. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. How, how, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, how was my game week? In real life, we're all good. There's nothing to talk about. I've got a boring life. You don't want to know about it. In 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 FPL, what did I do last week? I got 77 points. I don't know if that's great or not, but it was basically Salah. Um, yeah. I think most people probably had Watkins. I, so I think Salah and Watkins combined with the Haaland captain, which was the trio that did stuff for me. Everyone else pretty much did nothing. My biggest regret in recent weeks in FPL was the fact that I, I think I've talked about it before, but I had the extra money somehow, had a quite high team value. So I decided to get Isak over Solanke, despite mm-hmm. liking Solanke a lot and having him in previous times. I just thought with that du- extra double for Newcastle, that um, the fact that I could afford it and get that move done early, because I think we've had the announcement today as well, haven't we? Confirming the game week 36, which I think mm-hmm. most people may look at Isak at that point. I was kind of ahead of the game. Um, and it was optimal as per review over Solanke for me, simply because I could afford it. So I did it. Yeah, um, yeah. we always want more, don't we? Team Scores fine, team did fine. But if I'd have gone Solanke over Isak, it would have been sort of world star over the last few because he has really kicked into gear as yeah. old Dom Solanke. Um, I, didn't think, I didn't think it'd be Solanke saving my season. <laughs> he did it before to be fair so when I got him previously I don't know did really? you get him previously this um, season yeah I've not had him this season I don't think until recently okay I got don't him think. he was pretty much dreadful at the start wasn't he and I think mm. it was a couple well, so were Bournemouth but it's a combination of you also got some like rogue injuries and just not turned up and stuff in the beginning of the season mm. um, barely had any points and then he was getting slated in the community at that point and I think um, a few of us sort of got him because the fixtures were good and he went on a lovely little run um, not not anything fantastic. It was like three or four games, sort of nine pointers and stuff. Like like you've talked many times about, the value was there. Um, that that's yeah. what the point was. 
And then I think he got injured again or something and had to come out. But yeah, he was a fantastic buy every time I've had him. Um, and mm. I didn't get him this time and I'm regretting it. But I have the opportunity to because we are both on free hit. And yes. he's, uh, he's one of the best buys this week, it looks like. He is. And also, just because of what you said about Isaac, just in general, because I was just going through FB ref, like his numbers are crazy in terms of just underlying data this season. Mm. And obviously, he's new to the league. The thing that probably holds him back a bit as NASA is just the, his minutes, isn't it? The fact he'll share some of them with Wilson. And Wilson's exactly the same, isn't he? They're so similar in that sense, in that mm. they're not that similar in terms of players. There are some similarities, but in terms of when they play, they're brilliant. <laughs> the issue is getting them to play. <clears throat> but with Isaac, you know, he has had that injury uh, this season, but when he's been playing regularly, he's been absolutely, he's such a good player. He's so good. Yeah, his minutes um, have been reduced, obviously, in those hmm. scenarios when it's a smaller sample, you you have the opportunity to look better, don't you? Because, yeah, he, he's done very well in, in the smaller amount of minutes he's had, but that was part of the reason of getting him. I just felt like, um, especially at the time, um, I'm not so sure now in terms of Wilson, because I think he, he is probably a bit of a factor we have to worry about, but when I got him, Wilson Wilson probably wasn't much of a factor. Um, mm. He's probably been a little bit unlucky. Um, I think penalties are still up in the air. But Newcastle in general, like their XG generated for the season is really good. Um, in home games, they're one of the top sides. And that's part of the reason why I think he is also um, a name we should be looking at at the free hit. Uh, he's one of many players that are, I would say, extremely tempting, but are sort of hindered by the fact that we're not 100% sure in the minutes. That seems to be quite a lot in that bracket. Yeah, he's... um. Sorry, excuse the noise. I am just need to plug just in my laptop. <laughs> need to plug in my laptop. Uh, oh, yeah, so I just checked this. His XG per 90 is 0. 0.64, which is pretty yes. mad. It's pretty damn know, good, yeah. And a, and a team that good as well. And um, So I can completely see why you went from over Solanke and can see why that would have been better for you if you've got the money for it. And on the... Despite everything you've just said about Solanke as well, in terms of he's good because he's good value, he regularly plays 90 minutes when he's fit and he's on penalties, and that's why we like him. But even so, like for him to get 15 points against Spurs is ludicrous. Mm. Like that's just, yeah, it's a lot of luck. Like I, I brought him into my team in 29 for that double, hoping he might get one return. He did. He managed to get a goal, which is great for a player of that value. But for this game week, that's just for him to outscore Kane is crazy. But for him to outscore him by 13 points in that game is just a lot of luck. So um, I wouldn't kick yourself too much about it. Um, we're plugged in. <laughs> I'm moving house. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't kick yourself too much about it. It's just... Um, one just of them things. Is. Ultimately, yeah, it, things, it yeah. doesn't matter because I made my bed with Isaac and um, whoever scores more from the point that I chose Isaac or Solanke from now to the end of the season is pretty much a straight shootout because the money shouldn't matter to me. Like if it, it's not him and another player, that was the whole point of it. So whoever ends up scoring more points come the very end of the season will have been the right choice for me personally. Um, and Isaac still still got a chance of doing that. I also, I guess, yeah, you was very unlikely you, you would transfer him out Isaac now. I would assume. No, no, he'll be staying the whole season. I, I think maybe it, in 30, I think it's 37, 38, after 36, you can look at taking him out for like Havertz or someone, if I remember, if I remember rightly. Um, I don't even yeah. know if he'll be playing now under Lampard, but yeah, pretty much the whole season. I was, um, yeah, just looking at our teams. The, the Basically this week, if you had Harlan captain and Watkins, you did okay. Um, yeah, you probably got a small red arrow or a grey arrow. If you had Salah, you then had the green arrow. But then you had a good week because you had Grealish. The difference is you had Grealish, I had Solanke. So there's, there's like an eight-point difference there, basically, in the end. 
Um, if you had like one player who returned outside of Watkins, Holland, and Salah, if you had those three plus one more, you mm. had a really good week. And most people have like Raya or Kepa, who both, I think both conceded, but got five and six points. Yeah, there's a point yeah. in it. This is the second time Raya's done that recently, but the last time he got like nine or ten points or something silly, didn't he? Yeah. Three save points and three bonus or something. Well, that's it. We were talking just before I, I clicked go live, but my original transfer was to bring Edison in for Raya um, mm. if Rashford hadn't got injured. I made the decision to take Rashford out for Grealish. So by playing Raya over Edison and Grealish outscoring March, both are very marginal. It's debatable whether it's worth it. So I've scored a few extra points, but now I'm potentially a transfer behind. Well, I am a transfer behind because um, I'd have Edison in my team ready and also I'd have Rashford ready, whereas now I don't have either of those guys. So Mm. um, probably not worth it, but the short term tiny gain is there. So we'll have to see what I'm going to do about that, because I genuinely didn't think Rashford would be back this close. I know the noises were there and a lot of people took that opportunity to do it, but I made my transfer a little bit earlier just because of the price rises and stuff rather than what I think the news sort of broke the next day that he, he looked like he potentially could be back or something. So it was after the, uh, it was like the, I think maybe the post-match interview after the Thursday night game for United. Got it. Yeah. Where he said that he might, I think someone asked him, would he be there ready for severe, for the Seville game? And he said, Seville or Sevilla? Sevilla. Sevilla. Seville. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> or whatever <laughs> For whatever we, we don't do pronunciation on this podcast. yeah anyway um <laughs> there's um, another clip for you of me shaking my head at jokes. <laughs> um uh yeah but it was, it was after that game wasn't it and he said there was a chance and now he's for those of you listening who don't know he's on the bench tonight rashford as is Shaw. Mm. and you were saying to me again just before we started recording if they have for example a two goal or more lead in the second half you think there's probably a good chance they just won't risk either of them, either of them and yeah, I mean, it makes there's sense. There's no need right? to, is there? Yeah, yeah. If they, if, if I, I mean, I don't think it will be an easy game like that, but you never know. So if they're suddenly two, three nil up, um, I don't see why you would bring them back on. Having, I think they both had muscle injuries. I don't think they've actually, have they actually? Con- I don't think they've confirmed exactly what they had. But um, uh, no. if it was a muscle injury, it does seem a little bit risky to me. But obviously, I'm not in. You know, I haven't got the information. I'm guessing the, the medical guys there, I'm sure, will be in a much better position to determine what, what's needs what's needed for them. So we'll see. Uh, but I don't need to worry about him until 34, really. Um, could get him before that. But we're all, me and you, as, we, as I said right at the beginning, are on free hit. I appreciate there'll be quite a few people that may watch this and are not on free hit and are probably bored to tears with everyone talking about free hit. Um, you know, and, and they're looking at other options and stuff. I apologise for that, but it is the most popular week and we will briefly sort of mention some other bits and yeah. feel free to put it in the chat if you want us to talk about non-free hit options. Um, maybe, maybe a good place to start is to say, like, if you are making, say you've got nine, say you've got nine or ten players for this week and there's one player you like really want to prioritise getting in, like, who would that player be? Yeah. Um, I've got the fixtures up on the screen at the moment. We had the confirmation today of the game week 36 double for Brighton and Newcastle. Um, great work by all the predictors again. I think that was fairly obvious according to them, but to me it wouldn't have been obvious. So I take my hat off yet again that they're doing all this great work for us. I've got Ben Krellin's uh, fixture ticker on the uh, up on the screen there. Um, I don't think they've officially announced 37 yet. That's why it's in orange, but it's mm-hmm. um, it's pretty much certain now, isn't it? Because it's like the only place it can go or, or something along those lines. So we have the full blueprint. Um, we kind of had it already, but it's nice just to have it cemented in there um i think the main takeaways will be 
I think they've announced like dates and stuff and I'm, I don't know whether some bits can change still depending on Europe but it's more to do with the close proximity of the games I guess and the fact that mm. some teams are now progressing in the Champions League like Man City that will we'll have to worry about those things a bit later but for us on free hit that's the beauty we can kind of ignore it for now yeah yeah completely and just glancing at that as well like the first thing I'd be thinking if I wasn't on free hit is just prioritise Liverpool players because again they've got a fixture this week plus they've got the upcoming double uh, in 34 the only other two teams who have that are West Ham and Fulham so that would be the first thing I'd say because <laughs> there'll be very few people well there may be some but there'll be very few who are not free hitting who already have triple Liverpool so that would be where, where I'd be looking straight away is just target that Forest fixture and get an asset in that you want till the end of the season. Mm. Yeah, And also, obviously, Salah as well. <laughs> He's the best captain this week by a mile. Absolutely. I, I don't think anyone's going to be brave enough to not go there, are they? With a Salah captain. I don't think there's any... I mean, I don't particularly see what reason you would do it aside from I'm three million and why the hell not? I just hope he blanks, but... Mm. thing is, if you just... Yeah, I, like you're right. In terms of engaged players, like I, I definitely think that's the case. But if you just happen to, if you just switch Saka and Salah's scores from the last game week, if Saka happened to brace and score his penalty, and Salah happened to blank and miss a penalty, for example, well, I reckon loads of people would be going Saka over Salah. It's because there's like a lot of people are having doubts about Saka. Like I've seen free hits team without free hit teams without Saka in it, which mm. to me is is mad. <laughs> No, but I love it. Don't discourage it. We love that. We love that sort of behaviour. Harry's in the chat asking about people starting. Yep, we're going to get onto that now, Harry. Um, we're going to look at, uh, first of all, we've got the review free hit team, which I'm going to bring up here. So this is as per um, FPL review. This is uh, the paid part of it. And there's a few settings that I've applied here, which I think are extremely useful in just as like as particularly in a solo game week. So in the advanced options, you can change bits and pieces around. Essentially, this draft that I've got on the screen takes away uh, any bench weighting. So it values that as zero. Uh, it, I've negated all risk. So it doesn't take into account effective ownership. You know, there's some players where it's so close, like point one in it, where it will pick the player with high ownership just to sort of protect your rank. For example, Trippier. I've, I've done away with that. So I don't care about that. I'm on free here. Go wild. Um there's uh, other elements in it. It's got like a risk sensitivity in terms of minutes. I put everything basically down to zero and just said, give me the pure uh, EV, expected value, best 11 team. Um, and this was at the time I took it. Bear in mind, as usual, all these things change as we get closer to the game week as more information comes in. The only thing I've adjusted uh, is I've put Tony's minutes up simply because he's still uh, slightly low on review because they expect that ban to come in at any point. But seems fairly safe for now unless things change then obviously we can adjust that yeah, it, um, seems so re- it seems unlikely they'd announce a ban on a weekend so yeah if he's not banned not. by the deadline you'd think he'll play so you can that just keep would be ridiculous luck wouldn't it but, <laughs> it but if that happens we've got so much money your first bench option can be like another superstar um so i don't think it will be that much of a problem um yeah i'll read it out just in case anyone's listening on the pod so there won't be too many surprises in here because you've probably seen this team all over twitter um or very close to it uh, so we've got Johnston in goal from Palace. I think that's extremely common. You've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, Robertson and Gabriel at the back. So it's gone for the Arsenal defender and it's gone for Robertson at the back. That's where there's a bit of differentiation in the community, I think. You've got Salah, Saka, Odegaard. So no Martinelli. It's got Madison in there. Uh, and then up front is Watkins, Solanke and Tony. So three 90-minute men on pens up top 
I would say, um, mm-hmm. which looks pretty tasty. So that is what the computer is saying is the is the very best team. Now, what are your thoughts on on this? Because part of it is um, it's got in game theory, I guess, in terms of if that's the best team and we swear by EV and we think the analytical approach is the right thing, why do we not just pick that team bang on and just put it in? Like, is there anything <clears throat> to encourage you to not go against the team? Like, what, what are your thought process? Because I'll be honest, I've considered just, just picking that team. Like, <laughs> but there's almost like something deep down inside. I don't know if you have it as well, where you, you think you know better or you want to be a little bit spicy with it. Is it just because we've got the opportunity to do so? Or like, do you think that's just unwise? I don't really know. Uh, good, yeah, yeah, good question. I think um, there's a couple of things. Is you could one of the reasons you might change it is because you might just adjust the minutes and have a different read there. Um, uh, and another reason is that we just we just know that review's not perfect. So no, it's probably our best guess. Um, if you were to mm-hmm. play FPL for a thousand seasons, you would do extremely well. Um, but you would, I think, when the difference between two players is like 0.1 EV in one game week. It's just a massive grey area. So if you just have an inkling one way, and there's just another reason you have, um, mm-hmm. and you think there's like, it's possible, there's possible something that um, review hasn't accounted for, or particularly something short term that's happened that maybe um, you think is going to have more of an impact um, yeah. than maybe long term data might suggest, um, that's where you might go somewhere different. Um, I think another reason is again if the difference is like 0.1 EV between two players, and your and your rank is like 300k. And your aim is to finish in the top 50k. I think even if there's like a 0.1 difference, you just go for the player with the lower EV. Um, in that case, that might be where you start to do that. This might be a big opportunity on free hit to do that. But yeah, I think when it's between players and it's absolutely minimal, I think that's where you just, you know, things like going with your guts and having a read on a game on something that's changed short term, like a new manager coming in, or just a game you've watched where you think a player's getting into good positions, for example, um, but that doesn't show up in the underlying stats. So that's where you might um, have a difference in opinion. Um, basically. I completely agree. the The word is the word is variance, isn't it? Again, the word is <laughs> there is. I mean, there are there are elements of what you said there, but there's also variance in any given game week. Literally anything can happen. It doesn't mean you just go wild and pick, you know, literally anyone. Mm. Um, but I think there's things are so close this week, and to read one game of football or one player's points is incredibly tough. This is always based on an average points, isn't it? So, um, although. The one thing I will add is like if I go different from this team and I pick players and I don't know, for example, I don't go Tony, I go for someone else and Tony scores well. I don't think I can really moan. That's the way I look at it. I think I've made that choice and I've gone for that other person because for whatever reason, you know, I, I fancy them more. Uh, I want to take a little bit of risk, uh, whatever. And then Tony outscores him. The only thing is I don't think I can particularly moan. I think like... The blueprint is there, and if you want to follow the blueprint, it probably makes sense. That's the way I look at it. And uh, yeah, anything you do outside of that, fine. The same, the same way, you know, if you if you overachieve and you you sort of smash it, and you, and it was by your own intuition and and it played out, I think you can pat yourself on the back as well. I don't think you like just completely ignore that, but I just I just think you can't really complain if you go against it. Like I, I'm for example, probably not going to go Madison. We're going to get to our drafts in a little while. I mm-hmm. don't particularly favor him as a player i think the fixtures yeah. found like very very good um but i've i've come up with my own reasons why i don't want to pick him now if he goes mad and scores i've only got myself to blame as far as i'm concerned <laughs> is I that feel fair or not i feel it feels fair but i also do think it does work the other way i think if you just go with the standard review team every single week <laughs> and even that even like on a free hit 
and you put very little thought on, on into it. You just log in, pick your team, mm. and afterwards, in hindsight, you're thinking, oh, actually, yeah, that that player did have a good fixture or whatever. Again, that's kind of like you should own that. So I don't think like review just going with the review team gives you uh, like allowance to have no <laughs> regrets or to just just say straight away, well, I was just unlucky. Um, I think that that works both ways, and there's just a bit of intuition because this review would disagree with someone else's model, like the Mikel Top Fan. His model will have different mm-hmm. predictive points uh, to this as well. Other people might have their own models or different way they work, different ways they work out expected points. Um, so I don't think it's quite as simple as this is our like absolute optimal team. And well, it, it is in terms of EV, it's optimal if we're using that that word optimal with like an analytics definition. But we're not saying this is just like objectively the best team you can possibly pick. That's just ultimately there is opinion and there's different things you might pick up from watching football still. Like we don't think that doesn't exist at all. Um, we're just maybe a bit, bit sceptical about certain narratives starting because of that or how much we actually think we can pick up compared to data being able to pick up um, yeah, and, and predict the future, essentially. I think um, the main talking points this week for me, you mentioned minutes being one of them. The turnaround between this game week and next game week is like two to three days for some of these teams, isn't it? And I know that, um, I mean, a lot of the, the players we're picking, I'm mainly talking about Arsenal and Liverpool players, I guess, here, have at least something to, to attempt to play for, certainly in Arsenal's case. Um, but they have got options, or maybe their minutes might be reduced, I think, just because the fixtures are, for both of them, incredibly easy. And then Arsenal play City next. Um, mm. In fact, I'm going to bring up the rest. I'm probably quite small on the screen. I can barely see it myself, but I think they play two or three days later versus Man City. Um, it's, five, it's five days later, actually, yeah, because they play Friday. Is it five days? Oh, yeah, of course they, it is. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, yeah. They've actually, yeah, that, I think that's being overplayed by a lot of people in terms ah, of yes. Arsenal rotation. They've got five, so, yeah. they've had a five-game break before this game. A five-day break, sorry, Sunday to month, Sunday to Friday, they've got another five days. So, like, even though we're probably, there are sometimes we get early team news through, like, it being leaked on Twitter. Um, and we sometimes we know that's reliable if we know mm-hmm. the source. You know, that could be a massive advantage on Friday if suddenly uh, 15 minutes before the deadline, we suddenly know, for example, something random like Saka's benched and you can then play Trossard and you've got one up. If Trossard mm. holds on those people who aren't aware of that. But I just think I think it's extremely unlikely we'll get that this week. I think Arsenal will just play their best team, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I think there were some comments by Arteta, by Arteta. The five-day thing, now I'm seeing it, yeah, that probably makes me feel a little bit at ease. But I guess it's still mm. the fact that you probably want your freshest team and you don't want to protect people from it uh, you don't want people to actually get injured in the game so if they're 3-4-0 up I think we've seen it from City sure. maybe they start reducing people obviously yeah, at that yeah. point they may have yeah. loads, loads of points anyway so I don't I mean, know maybe the minutes are a little bit managed I guess you could say yeah they'll do that anyway but yeah the fact they've then got City next is like the worst time possible to get an injury so if they're 3-0 yeah. up and it's the 60th minute yeah they're way more likely to just take Saka off I think because he could pick up an injury in any game, but him picking up an injury in this game is like the worst possible scenario. The worst Imagine possible they lost Gabriel. Like, I don't think they're going to manage him at all. They don't want to scaremonger him, but they've already got Holding next to him. And then if they lose Gabriel, that would be yeah. catastrophic, wouldn't it? I would have thought. Um, yeah, but anyway. Gabriel or Saliba. Yeah. Um, and another thing I like about this uh, this free hit is, although, like, you will see a lot of teams that are similar, that's the same on any free hit. And I actually think what's quite good about this is the two main teams, Liverpool and Arsenal, there is actually quite a lot of ways to um, cover the uh, directions you can go in. Yeah, mm. well, at least two two main directions for both of them. So most people will have Salah, Trent and Saka a lot. But the other three, the other half of those 
two teams, you will see a lot of variation. And not just that you'll see loads of variation, but you'll see loads of variation within like the analytics community, for example, because mm-hmm. you can choose six of those, another three players, and actually their EV will be really similar uh, depending on what that gets the rest of your team. So, for yeah. example, like Gabriel's great this week, um, and like he was in the optimal team there, I think you showed, yeah. and based on the settings you had. Um, yeah, if you have Gabriel, suddenly uh, you're losing out on Martinelli or Odegaard or Jesus, for example, who are, have got really high EV. So there's, I think there's just there's lots of different options and yeah, it's not a particularly boring free hit week, I don't think. I no, think uh, it's the same and people just forget every time that most free hits, active players have seven or eight players the same. That's pretty standard. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's va- just going to happen, isn't it? The, va- the variance between, I mean, it's almost like two separate groups. Like if you're on free hit and you're not on free hit or even your general community and you yeah. don't and you don't have like hardly any players this week, like you probably, you should probably get beaten by quite a considerable amount. Um, but the variance in between those that are free hitting is going to be quite different just because of that that reason alone, isn't it? The Arsenal and Liverpool game, depending on your three options for each one. It, I mean, it could be quite similar, but it also could be crazy, crazy different. You just, you never know. So yeah, you were saying about not beating yourself up. I mean, I'm going back on forward like many are, uh, you know, on Robertson or maybe Gakpo, which is in the chat. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's barely anything here, but the temptation is to really cover the teams offensively I think more than more than defensively just because they both feel like fixtures where they could go crazy and hit five or six goals that's yeah. not to say that you know Gabriel can't score from a corner and it'd be one nil and he get a monster haul from that he absolutely can could do that but um yeah if, if you get sort of the striker or in in say Gakpo who's playing as a midfielder versus uh arguably the worst team in the league or at least one of them in Forest you feel like the potential there is for two or three goals. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's um, it's it's tricky. I think I think you mentioned yeah the Arsenal one. I feel slightly more secure about them with Liverpool. Um, I don't really know what, what's your feeling because they've obviously got so many forwards now um, in yeah. all, all the positions. I think we can be fairly safe in terms of Salah, but they've just got so many options now for those other two positions. Yeah. I think at the moment with Gakpo and Jota, they been performing so well that the, the general sort of feel that I've seen out there is that those guys will just start the game again. Um, I don't know. It feels like they, as, they have yeah. to give the minutes to the they have to give the minutes to the other guys. In, they don't. They're not in any other competitions, are they? Yeah, I'm just not. Are, I'm, I'm not as confident on that as most people. I don't think. I just like, don't know. That's it, the one. For me, it's partly that I just think I just think Nunes is so so good. <laughs> like I think he's a ridiculously good player, and he was favoured so much beforehand. And Klopp said nothing about him, like, since he's come back from international duty and he had that injury, I think it was like a, I think it was something random, like a cut, or like a gash he had in his ankle. Since he's come back from that, his minutes have been really ma- managed. He's like had one rest, then he played, started, but came off early, then he was rested again. And there's just part of me, like, in the back of my mind, thinking, like, are they just trying to manage him until the end of the season? Um, and, you know, for all we know, that might be over now and he might be ready for another start. Um, I think a lot of people have, just assuming it's going to be the same front three and that they could be well be right and I would predict it would be the same front three but I'm a, a bit more nervous about one of those being rested for one of those players being rested for Nunes than most um I think but just purely because I think Nunes is so good that if he's fully fit I just I just I just always expect him to start um, <laughs> yeah but he hasn't like, been has he? he no he hasn't well he hasn't started two out of the last three like I, I would I just wouldn't be surprised at all if he came back in but for maybe most people, they think that's like a 10% chance. I maybe think it's a 25% chance, yeah. for example. But that little just bit of doubt 
makes a difference. And it's the same with like, again, the thing that makes me nervous about having Gappo again, is just like, I just know how Jota, just how good he is. He scored like 16 goals or something last season. Um, just a player of that quality. I just wouldn't be that surprised if it was Salah, Nunes and Jota. Well, I think there's, there's multiple ways you can look be, at it, isn't it? That, yeah, that's why I think, I think you, you can look at it that um, the fixture's easy enough where they don't have to play there if you think it's their best team or or certainly a team that's versus harder opponents. Jota's like good at pressing. Gakpo yeah. obviously plays more of a Firmino role. It's more a team set up, I would say. If you were sort of Pep Guardiola and, and picking your players based on your opponent, it feels like a team you would play in tougher fixtures. Whereas yeah. Nunes feels like the player you could you could utilise in a game like this. Um, but then yeah, you can look at it the other way and say, OK, he normally Klopp works in a system with this sort of red flag system where he plays his best players and then, um, you know, that there's games close proximity and then he'll rest quite a few names in one game. That seems to be his kind of general mantra that he'll do. Um, doesn't mean he'll necessarily do it here, but there's been a big enough gap, I think, where you could say, well, he'll play his best team, you know, essentially Gakpo and Jota at the moment, it looks like. And then because the game is so close for West Ham, that will be the game that he then changes the front line in. So you, you could you could look at it either way. And I don't think you can say for sure either way, right? I'm certainly not clued up enough to know. So that's the thing that puts me off. Like, I really want to go Gakpo, yeah. but I probably can only blame myself if I pick him and then he's benched. Like, mm-hmm. I knew it's a possibility. It doesn't mean he should put you off, though. Like, we've discussed it. it you know, it, it is down to you if you want to if you want to pick him and go for it. And if he starts and gets a hat trick, you'll pat yourself on the back. Fantastic, but it, you know, you just have to be open to the option that, that it could go the other way. And then exactly, you probably yeah. beat yourself up that you haven't picked, you know, a ninety minute man or you know, like a Madison or something like that instead of him. Which, yeah, it's so tough. For me, it's a combination of that of having just slight more doubts uh, about Gakpo starting, even though I still think it's likely he will. That little, that little bit makes a big difference. And then also just the early subs. Like, ultimately, they've got three players on the pitch. Salah nearly always comes off later than the other two. And you've got three players to replace those three players. Oh, they'll get subbed early, won't they? I think that's yeah. general. I, mean, I, just, I don't know whether it's a massive issue because a lot of people are in that, but you could say that for the Arsenal players as well. And Not to the know, same extent, though, I don't think. Maybe not, but you could sort of expect 70 to 80 for most of the options. Maybe, maybe Liverpool is slightly <laughs> less than that. And that's probably you know, more than enough versus the opponents that they've got. You're certainly not going to... Like, I wouldn't pick Eze because he's getting 90 over, say, Odegaard, who I think maybe gets 75, like, no. personally. I mean, Eze's a fantastic option, but I wouldn't do that. Um, but, yeah, it's just that worry that, I don't know, say say they're 3-4-0 up, Arsenal versus Southampton. Jesus is only just back from an injury. I think he's one that I'd really like to go for, but I think... He, he could quite easily come off at 60, 65 minutes anyway, regardless of the fact that the game is five days away, just because Trossard's a great player and he needs minutes as well. You know, that, yeah. that's that's the worry. And yeah, there's going to be some brutal swings because I think a lot of us want these players. They want We want like Isak, Jesus, you know, players like that that probably got slightly limited minutes, Gakpo. And um, we may be swayed away from going with them and then just watch them brutally score like massive amounts of points. But yeah. Absolutely. What can you do? But I mean, what you said, I saw um, some odds today of like a return. And for like Trent, I think for Trent and Robertson, like the chances of a return were like uh, maybe between 65 and 75%, somewhere there. Maybe it would, be, it would have been higher for Trent. So you've got more chance of a return if you do, you include a clean sheet in that from those, from, mm. from Robertson. Um, so yeah, it's that, it's that ceiling thing, isn't it? Like the, 
in general, there's, you, there's more chance you get something from Robertson, but, you know, Cat Pope could score a hat-trick. Robertson yeah. probably get you 20 points. Stuart's well, saying in the chat yeah. there, Jesus could brace in 60 minutes. Absolutely. Like, mm. I'm not taking that away. His his XG in the games he's been involved in recently is really good. It's like close to one, I think, or around one in the yeah. game in those limited yeah. minutes. Like, if, you, if we get the league, like Sam says, that Jesus is starting, even though I know that he's probably likely to come off just simply because they've got forward options and that's what's been happening in every game, I'd still be very, very tempted to go with him because I think he's far more likely to score a goal than Odegaard. Yeah. But, the only thing I would say is if you're going to do that and make that decision before you see the leak, <laughs> so you don't see a leak and then panic and think, oh, do I get him? Just, <laughs> just have a draft ready or, you know, just decide 100% beforehand if I see you starting, am I going to commit to it or not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but there is there is still that thing in me that I, I still just love these 90-minute men with penalties. Like, Jesus is a fantastic pick, but if I think he gets 70, I we now know that he doesn't have penalties because Arteta confirmed. I think there was a it was slightly up in the air that maybe Saka could pass him. Jesus, he's come out and said that's not the case. Yeah, he um, said something like, I'll give the ball. He said, like, I'll go and touch myself and give him the ball or something. Uh, fair something play. Like that, if he gets a penalty, yeah. Couldn't have been more slight, definite that Saka's on penalties. I love that. Some straight information for once. It's great yeah. rather than messing around. Um, should we bring up our own drafts then? Because we've got them here and um, we can kind of talk through, well, I mean, we've been talking through some of the bits and pieces anyway, but why you've decided certain areas. So I'll bring you one up first, Sam, which is mm. very close to the optimal <laughs> one that I've got from review, to be honest. Um, in fact, I think there's only maybe two players different. Two players different, yeah. In terms of starting 11, there's two players different. Mm. Um, and this is actually, uh, yeah, so so you can just see the starting 11 there, but actually the first sub is Solanke. Um, so at the moment, my team, for anyone listening, is the same team that, that Luke read out about 20 minutes ago that's the review optimal team. Uh, but this team has Trippier and, Robertson, uh, Trippier and Robertson instead of Gabriel and... Oh, I can't no. remember now. It had no, Robertson just, as well. It's Trippier instead of Gabriel. Yeah. Trippier instead of Gabriel and uh, uh, Erdegaard instead of or Martin Erdegaard or Martinelli instead of Solanke, basically. Yeah, Martinelli instead of Solanke. So you've got Martinelli yes. instead of Solanke, and you've got Trippier instead of Gabriel. So you've switched your Arsenal defender to an attacker, essentially. Basically, um, yeah. And then um, do you know what the the reason is? Like, I think obviously I think the chances of an Arsenal clean sheet um, are likely, but. When I ran this through review, um, the difference in EV was like basically one one point in EV, and I felt very happy with this team. And there, there's partly a, <laughs> that I would be choosing between Erdegaard and Martinelli, and I hate making that decision. So it's partly that I can have both is quite nice. And I know that's not logical. I should just commit to one. But I just I just love the idea of having three attackers. For me, that's more exciting. Um, um, and I just like you said before, it's about that upside. Although I know Gabriel is more likely to get a return probably than like any of these players, any of Erdegaard or Martinelli individually. Um, I could just see a haul easily from any of those uh, two players, Erdegaard or Martinelli. So I wanted to have both of them. And I also just think Trippi is a really good pick this week. I think he's, um, I'll have a quick look now, but in terms of defenders this week, if you look at EV, um, he is uh, eighth. And that's just behind all the players above him at Arsenal and Liverpool players. So Trippi is a great pick this week. It's not just about trying to hold the rank um, and trying to like defend against his ownership. He's on like so many set pieces. He plays near to 90 minutes. Um, and there's like a decent chance of a clean sheet. They're probably the fourth favourites for a clean sheet if you look at the market odds. So I like Trippier as well. And then the other big decision was, is basically 
with this team, do I start Solanke or Madison? That's my kind of main decision at the moment. Okay. Um, and, Sp- Spurs uh, are kind of patched Madison. up at the moment at the back as well, aren't they? Now, I know that review will take these things into account, but it, it obviously has got a system in place where it doesn't overvalue such things like we do. Mm. But you could say that maybe there is value in that. You know, they've got yep. some of their players out injured. I think even a James on planet FPL say potentially they might play with a back four because of the, the system, because um, of the amount of players they've got injured, which, you know, you never know what could happen for that. That could suddenly work wonders for them. It could be dreadful. I mean, it sounds dreadful with the likes of uh, Perisic and Porro potentially at fullback. That doesn't sound very good to me. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I think Trippier is a great option this week as well. Um he, he, to be fair, he is in a lot of the. If you take, if you eliminate the risk part and bring it back to around zero, then Trippier starts to appear in the FPL review team. So the EV is very close, like you said already. Um, yeah, and, and one uh, thing I'll ask the, you. Go sorry, on. Go on. I was just going to say a lot. Of the like the reason you have given there is like quite fluffy, but when the EV is like all that close, like you you could take this team and swap Martinelli and Trippier for uh, Gabriel and Solanke up front, for example, and I'd also be really happy with it. Yeah. And I've absolutely no idea which one will score more points. I just no. slightly fancy this. Our, our <laughs> benches are like... definitely scoring points again this week. That's all I know. Um, yeah. What I'll say is, why why have you picked the three Arsenal mids over Jesus then? I, I, Saka, I'm just going to eliminate because I'm with you. I don't think it's mm. even yeah. in debatable. I think you just have him. Um, Martinelli, they've left out in review and gone for Odegaard. I think that's minutes-based more than anything else. Um personally uh but why have you picked that over Jesus because Jesus has obviously got higher xg than the likes of Odegaard and is more likely yeah. to score a goal I know they're different positions but you could quite easily in this setup have Jesus as your third forward couldn't you and then have like Pereira on the bench or something like that yeah yeah I could yeah I could easily just bring in Jesus for Solanke and then bench Madison mm. for example or switch Madison to Pereira yeah, no, no, you'd, yeah yeah you'd have to I'll say you'd have to yeah. take out the other Arsenal otherwise you have four and that's cheating mate oh you're sorry right, yeah that. sorry yeah, you're right <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah, the reason is it's just a few little things. So I think they're all good options. And then with the midfielders, you've got the extra clean sheet point. You've got the extra point for a goal. Um, and it's the fact that Trossard could come off the bench as well for Erdegaard or Martinelli. We've seen them both subbed early as well. I think Erdegaard's minutes are slightly better, but uh, either of them could go off early. Whereas I think Jesus is like, he he definitely will be subbed early at some point, in my in my opinion. Um so yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's, it's the most at risk of Trossard, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's just it's just minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, it almost feels like if you've got the triple midfield from Arsenal and they do keep a clean sheet, you've got half a clean sheet point there as well. I don't like. <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't really matter, but you've almost covered a little bit of a clean sheet there. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I hadn't thought about that. Um, but yeah, most people have two of those points anyway. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't think there'll be many people on double Arsenal defence. But yeah, it's just like, to be honest, mate, it's similar to what I said before. Like, I could, again, I've, I don't, can't say confidently whether Jesus or Edgar will score more points or Jesus or Martin, no. Martinelli. I just slightly prefer Martinelli. And it's like, I just think there's more chance that you see like a really early Jesus sub. If, for example, they were like 4 0 up, for example, because of that Man City game. If this, he's such a key player and when he is involved, he changes the way they say play so much. It certainly um, feels the more fun vibey pick to go with Hezu simply because we probably haven't had the opportunity to own him like apart from the very beginning of the season and ultimately yeah. as the striker. Like so, I can completely get behind that. And, yeah, so, you know, so I mean, I've given my reasons, but again, I don't feel that passionate either way. No, <laughs> like I think there's lots of good reasons for either, um, and that's that's what I feel like about a lot of these decisions. Really, there's just yeah, yeah. There's I mean, there's a few there like Trent, Saka, Salah. Tony and Watkins, I haven't even consi- and Johnson, I haven't even considered moving out. So what but- about Tony? Because 
I see he's kind of like a little bit decisive, but he hasn't really been doing that well. I know he missed the penalty recently. Um, yeah. And I say it's more about the fact that Villa look particularly good at the moment as well. Is that factored in like at all? Clearly not because he's in your team. You just leave <laughs> he's there. You think he's a good pick. You've got him. But yeah, just, does it does it play on your mind at all any of those things? Because I think it does for other people. Uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I just I mean, he scored 18 goals this season already. He's just a he's a monster of a player. I just love pretty, him. Pretty good. Yeah, it's mad to think like a few a couple of seasons ago there was a season where I think Mane, Salah, and Aubameyang shared the golden boot and they all scored 19. He's one goal behind that already. Like 18 goals in the Premier League season is <laughs> yeah embarrassing. Don't know what happened <laughs> that season. Lots of goals spread around teams. Um, but um, yeah, I just I just absolutely love him as a player. And yes, yeah, the fact he's on penalties and I appreciate Solanke's on penalties as well. I just feel more comfortable starting Tony. And I guess it's just. Again, it's just so close that it's just my read on it. I think that I can just see that Brentford Villa game being really high scoring and exciting. Um, so I'm happy to have two strikers from that game. I just don't, I don't feel massively <laughs> strongly on it either way. I just I think it's hard to call. Like um, fair play. Yeah. I'm, honestly, I think a lot of the decisions are that close. I know it's such a boring answer, um, but that's what yeah, I'm at. But Tony, yeah, I just think think he's a great player. Um, I just feel slightly more confident in him than than Solanke. And it, but I do feel a little bit. I've just got 15 points from Solanke at like half a percent EO, so I do feel a bit disrespectful pending after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a power move. <laughs> I can't understand that. Just keeping him humble. Making <laughs> <laughs> him learn. Yeah, I've just brought up my free hit team. Um, again, I think me and Sam can both caveat this. We're not 100% sure we'll go we'll go with these options. It's surely likely to change as we get closer to the deadline. It is for me anyway. Um, these are just the ones I've got at the moment in my team. Uh so my differences that I've got from you, really, I've gone for White over Gabriel. Um, I've had Gabriel all season. So I think it's just, it's more to do with the fact that I wanted to give White a go. I think with Tommy Asso out injured, he becomes a better option because you can not be sure, but I think there has been times in the season where he's come off pre-60, which has affected him as an option. I don't yeah, think yeah. that's going to happen now. Yeah. Um, it's also the fact that he has become a pretty good attacking fullback. Like he has been picking, I know he's been picking up points. It's not just affected by the fact that he has picked up the points. It's the fact that he's been in the right positions. He has been getting forward and he has been on the back post in attack and stuff. And I just feel Southampton, they're the kind of opponent where the fullbacks are going to be pushed right up the pitch. You know, Zinchenko, I know he tucks in if he was available. I think there's high doubt on him at the moment, but um, I just think in general, Tierney and White are going to be further up the pitch than you expect in most games. And, Although an Arsenal midfielder could happen for me instead, um, I kind of want to. I kind of like the option. I feel like he could quite easily get um, an assist in the game and therefore just hit like a nine pointer. So I've gone with him. But yeah, yeah. like you say, it's barely anything in it. In midfield, I've got uh, Martinelli, Salah, Saka, and Gakpo. So he's the rather than Robertson pick. I've gone for him. Um, we've already talked about him a little bit. I, I don't know whether that will stick. I think I'm kind of hoping that we get some sort of leak or people convince me that he's going to be the team. If I if I bottle it, then uh, Robertson will revert into midfield into defence instead of White, and then I'll probably just bring in Odegaard in midfield, which feels kind of boring, but um, it probably makes sense. I mean, Robertson and Odegaard, when you say it out loud, feels a lot more secure than White and Gakpo to me. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I, I um. Well, firstly, I would say like I just much prefer Gabriel to White. Um, 
Well, it's, it's just the I just think six points for a defensive goal is just so overpowered. Like it's just it's just absolutely huge. Well, White can score them too. That's my point. I don't. I, Gabriel from oh, set yeah, pieces is an recently. absolute threat, but I think White from open play is he actually a threat at goals? Though it just happened to score a couple recently. No, I think. I mean, I haven't looked at the stats. I'll be honest, mm. but just from watching the games, I have yeah. seen him in and around the area and coming in at the back post, like I say, quite often from open sure, play. Yeah. So not just putting the ball in the box, but getting in the box as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Gabriel, okay. you are relying on a set piece, and to be fair, he's he is the target of set pieces, he's an absolute menace as well. So he's actually I, silly, Gabriel, for a defender. Yeah, I can only blame myself if Gabriel scores the goal and White doesn't. Like, I come back to that again. <laughs> Gabriel is the obvious pick. It's kind of that part of me that just wants to be a little bit different, and there isn't really any logical sense in it. But the amount of variance we get in one game, we we were sweating is just mad. So I don't think you can. Mm. Yeah, you can. <laughs> With, whatever's going to happen is going to happen isn't it I think they're both pretty damn good options so I'm going to go for him probably yeah. um, up front my only difference is to have Isak instead of Tony so I've got Solanke yes. and Watkins starting Solanke actually I don't think you were were you no um, uh, no it was Madison instead of Solanke yeah and I've got Isak um, yeah. I've already got Isak in my team and I feel a little bit like hard done by so I think like that's part of it I want him in my team I'm not He's similar to Gakpo when we don't know for sure he starts. So he gets benched. You know, I'm taking that chance. He could even come off at 74 Wilson um, or something like that. So maybe limited minutes. Uh, he may not even have penalties if Wilson, if they both play together, which I suppose could happen. And Wilson maybe could take them. So I don't know. But it's the whole fact that Newcastle's team at home are just really, really good. And they're one of the best teams in the league. So it's kind of like I'm picking a strike of one of the best teams in the league in a good fixture. Um, at the moment, I think Spurs, and we've just talked about it, a little bit patched up. So it feels like a little bit of a difference that a lot of people won't go for. Like, I I kind of prefer him to Tony as a result. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm tempted to go by it. But probably me being silly. And he's on penalties as well. We, he, Yeah, he might be. He probably is. Oh, really? Um, what? So if he, if there's no, is there another player on the pitch who takes him ahead of Well, Wilson. Wilson. Oh, I see, but they're not regularly on the pitch together, or are they sometimes? Well, they have been, yeah. As they've, they've moved they've, out to the wing. Yeah. yeah, when they've needed to win games yeah, recently, they've they've played yeah. them both together. But um, So when they're both on the pitch together, we haven't actually seen who takes them. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I um, I think it's a great option. And similar, similarly to what you said about Jesus, I'm exactly the same with Isaac. If I knew 100% Isaac was starting, I think I'd have him actually. Mm. Yeah, I think, again, from based on looking at the goal-scoring odds, and just even just looking at his EV... I've not actually moved his X-Mins about, but I imagine if we move them up to like 80, for example. Um, uh, yeah, he becomes up to it. It would, it would become yeah, a really, really good option. So like, again, if I knew he was starting, I probably would, but I'm just not like, just not willing to risk it. Um, mm. But I think, yeah, I think part, I think that's the kind of thing where maybe partly does overall rank does come into it. And I know that uh, the move doesn't make that much sense because much sense, you're actually ahead of me. <laughs> but also just the way you play and like your style of play um, just comes into it whether just how risk how risky you're feeling basically um, yeah I mean my, my style of play like you said we've said I've said multiple times in here is more on expected minutes of players like mm-hmm. I don't personally think that I risk players in terms of just on a whim I think I do it based on their minutes so for me if I if I think Isak or I hope I should say that Isak gets more minutes than um, the crowd does then, as we can see on FPL review, he becomes optimal. So my pun is in the fact that he will play enough sure. minutes. And that's the same goes for Gakpo. I think if you raise his minutes right up and you've got the Liverpool striker, who is a midfielder in FPL, in a game like this, he suddenly becomes an extremely good option. But I, am, yeah. I, I do know that both 
um, are big risks. So, yeah. Uh, ultimately, though, I think the way I look at it is I'm compete. If I look at everyone else who's not on free hit, hopefully I beat them. And versus mm-hmm. all the people I want to compete with, although it makes sense just to go for the maximum amount of points, I also kind of this is one of the few game weeks left now before the end of the season where I can differentiate a little bit. And that's where it's kind of like the free risk of Gakpo and Isak versus the like an Odegaard and a Tony. So yep. willing to take it on. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think, um, yeah, so with Isaac, for example, let's say you think if he starts, he'll play like 80 minutes plus or about 80 minutes. But you think there's like a 25% chance he won't play rather than having his X-Mins at like 65 to 70. You just take the gamble on the fact, I think he's going to start. I'm going to commit to that. Mm. And just because, you know, if he does, then he's up, he's optimal. So you're just gambling on the minutes. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. I like that. And I mean, we, yeah, I think that makes sense. And I completely agree with you if that's the way you're going to play. Yeah. Because I think if he starts, I'll, I'll kind of like wish I had him. And yeah. And I will beat myself up when Tony gets a hat trick. Four, four. I think he's going to score four. Actually. Oh, four. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Four. <laughs> yeah, um, and we've not even discussed keepers because um, I think Johnson is just a really easy pick. I just wouldn't bother looking elsewhere. Because, well, for me personally, with keepers, I would just go based on the clean sheet odds or just on the EV. And uh, the only keepers above are Arsenal and Liverpool keepers who um, you want to use up their spaces on outfield players. So I just think he's a really, neat, a really easy pick. Yeah. Is there any cheeky differentials out there that you can think of that you would like to go? Like, not necessarily even review, just gut feels, because I could throw one at you. I think I think Rodrigo from Leeds is something out there that no one's really spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, probably for good reason but I don't know I just love my midfielders on penalties that are potentially playing up front and Rodrigo I think Bamford's a, a big doubt for the game mm-hmm. playing away to Fulham who's expected goals conceded is is bad for the whole season like they've they've outperformed what that is so I think there's like a feeling in the community that mm-hmm. they're better than they are in that area so I feel like he's one it, these are all players though that we're just never really going to pick on our team. I that's I'm just never going to pick him. Yeah. But I'm just <laughs> going. I'm just going to like. I think I tweeted about it earlier. Like, I, I can pick this punt and talk about it, but there's no chance of ever going for the person. And so it's going to like. Yeah. You just have to watch it. Sometimes you just have to watch these things go by. Like, there's also just an equal chance he's just a terrible pick. So. <laughs> not gonna but even, with, even with like better options than Rodrigo, like um, a Palace midfielder, like as as a and Elise, like yeah, they're good picks, but ultimately. I know there will be people that own them and they're probably quite highly owned actually on free hits. But from my point of view, from like an analytical point of view, they just don't show up in any like optimal teams. So, um, Pereira so I've just not, I've just, I've Andres. Just not, I've, Andres, sorry, I meant, I meant uh, Palace players. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, so as it was showing in some to begin with. Was he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've just, just, I've not even considered them. I don't know, maybe that's silly, but. Well, Everson are dreadful. That's the thing. And they, I think the, the narrative is they're also trying to attack in games, which is quite strange, um, yeah, playing with a high it. line. And obviously Palace are in incredible form. Yeah. But I just don't put enough value on the short term of that. And I think you're the same, right? We just think that maybe it's more of a more of a blip almost that they're doing so well than anything. Like maybe that's to discredit it. I don't I don't doubt. I think Eze is a great pick, but I just can't see me picking a player like that over the options we've discussed. Like, so that's why it's just not an option for me, but I could easily see him scoring a lot of points. Yeah, like you could. Yeah, it's like your tweet said. Like, anyone, <laughs> anyone, could, could, yeah, yeah. anyone could score a lot of points. 
Yeah, yeah, literally dreadful, like dreadful content out there. Everyone's like, oh, anyone can score a point, but it, it is true. Um, so yeah. good luck. <laughs> Alex yeah. Meek in the chat saying, surely Tony is a better pick than Solanke, but I would be more tempted by Madison for Gakpo, Robert for White and Solanke to Jesus and Isak to Tony. Yeah, I mean, Tony, according to review, is a better pick than Solanke, um, I think, very just about. No. And with the default X-Men, Solanke's, if you move um, Tony's, X-Men's up to 85, Solanke's still just ahead by 0.1. Oh, is he? Okay. Well, yeah. I, oh, yeah, I can see it in front of me. Yeah, but they're, what I've got here on Solanke on 5.5. And where's Tony? I did address it. Uh, he's on 4.5 as well. That's him at 90 minutes. Uh, sorry, 5.5. 4.6. Ignore me. I'm reading his price. <laughs> Solanke's on 4.6. Tony's on 4.5, which is exactly what you said before, isn't it? 0.1 difference. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you say surely. I mean, he has been better all season, but I think Slanky's, um, I mean, a lot of people like the form thing, right? Slanky's been firing him in. I think he's top for like shots in the box, everything over the last few games, over short samples. Not that, not that should really affect us. But... Yeah, and his XG for the season, Slanky, per 90 is 0.3, which really isn't that bad. For it's fine. For a player of that value, yeah, it's absolutely fine. And I know on this free hit, value is not the key thing. Um but yeah, it's that it's the 90 minutes thing, it's the penalties thing. It just it can like he he's a good pick this week, yeah for sure. Um, West Ham are playing in Europe, aren't they as well? So I think if you have any waiting on that and they play on mm. Thursday night, you know potentially it can go to extra time. I think. Yeah, 20 I minutes. Just have a quick look at their team actually, because um, again one player I put in my team. This is before I'd like looked to review was Bowen straight away, and then I kind of gradually realised oh he's not on penalties. Yeah, and actually, like his data's not good this season at all. And that's quite a long-term sample size now with where we're up to this season. And it's not one of those where actually we've got loads of long-term data before that where he's exceptional. It was just last season particularly, he was really good. Where he probably... I, mean, I think it's a fine pump, but the fact he's not on penalties just makes me think that mm. I, I would just go for Pereira over him or Rodrigo sure. or someone like that just because... No, you really don't like Madison, do you, <laughs> No, I mean, he's he's fine, but... Again, if Madison had penalties, which I don't know, I don't even know for sure that he doesn't have them. Like he could, I think he's in, at least in the conversation, depending on who's on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, um, um, what's he called? Uh, Tielemans has taken them. Uh, Tielemans has in the past. Obviously, Vardy. Vardy, if he's on the pitch, Iniacho's taken them. Yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no guarantee they'll be on the pitch. Yeah. No. And you could argue Madison's grown as a player, different manager. Like there's all sorts of factors. I don't think we can say for sure. That, that would be annoying if Madison suddenly took them and I didn't have him, but yeah. Um, and with, with West Ham, it's Ben Rama on penalties. Mm. Um, he's starting tonight, so is Bowen. Just had a quick... Oh, is the team sheet come out? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't find it at first and I remembered there's a third European competition. I was looking at the Europa League. Where are they? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. so I think that maybe plays into it a little bit. I mean, West Ham generally don't rotate their team too much and if mm. they go, go along in this competition, I suppose you could argue that they'll be a little bit jaded, but... I don't know. You can look at it so many different ways. You can build our own narratives. And I've heard it on lots of the pods I've listened to. And this is why we tried to cut through that. And we're all sort of slightly guilty of it. You could say that there's an argument with Bournemouth that in a game like this where West Ham will, I mean, they've been notorious all season for it. They give up possession. So they're going to, I wouldn't see that that changes. They will probably allow Bournemouth to have a lot of the ball and say, we'll try and beat us. And I don't think that's particularly Bournemouth's game. Bournemouth are not used to that. So yeah. you could argue that that will be that will make it tough for Bournemouth to beat West Ham. And if anything, if if they try to do that, West Ham will then be able to play their game and counter. Like you can go so many different ways on that. And that's why I just think, well, I look at the I look at the EV and Solanke's EV looks good, so I'll, I'll put him in. But 
you know, if you're able to read that, then fantastic. Something that's interesting that I've just, just noticed. So Ben Rama's on penalties. Um, say tonight, West Ham winning comfortably, and he comes off at like 55 minutes. Um, in terms of his EV, like I just boosted it there to 80, and he's suddenly up to 4.2 EV, which is pretty good. Mm. Um, and actually looking at his past minutes as well, he tends to either come off the bench or play 90 generally or 80 plus. So like that might be like a nice punt for, for some people. Um, because he's on penalties, and that just shows the value in it, doesn't it? But I just, I, again, I just wouldn't be confident enough to do it personally. No. I mean, mate, if he comes up early tonight, it's just, it's just too much of a risk. Agreed. Is there any questions we had on Twitter? I don't think we put a tweet out, did we? If anyone on the chat wants to ask any questions, we can do it because we're almost at an hour yet, and um, I'm conscious we banged on about three days. In fact, while people are thinking about doing that, shall I bring up the grass we've got for the players for the rest of the season? Because the, there are people that mm. are on free hit. You know, we've got, we've got to look after them too a little bit. Yeah. I'm just, so, um, we have got a few questions, but let's go through that first. Okay. You ready then? And I shall quick briefly talk through these. Mm. I brought up on the, um, on the screen goalkeepers. It uh, should be fairly self-explanatory, but if you're on the pod, um, yeah, you probably want to, probably want to watch the video, but I shall try my best. Essentially, it's the goalkeepers that are best, according to review from now till the end of the season in terms of their expected points. I don't think we've adjusted any minutes or anything on these. So it's just with default settings. Uh, and it's got Edison at the top, just slightly. Steel, 0.1 behind him. Uh, he's got an extra game. Uh, and then Allison, Pope and De Gea. So those are probably the goalkeepers if you need to make a change. I don't think anyone will be looking to do that at the moment, but I suppose you potentially could have someone blanking. Move on to defenders. I'm not going to read them all out. Like, probably best to come and watch it. But Trent Alexander right at the top. I don't think that's a surprise. Extra games. Um, always favoured by review in general, to be fair. But... The quality of the game looks good, and I suppose you can even factor in now he looks to be playing in a in a in a slight positional tweak, which seems to be doing some favours at least defensively. I mean that could be that could be skewed a bit because the games have also been good as well, right? But I think um I think he's clearly the best defender to buy from now to the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um like this is particularly helpful because there will be some people who have no free hit left um who had a different strategy who used it in I don't know twenty eight for example. Um, who maybe use their wildcard earlier or whatever, particularly people who are newer to playing FPL, who maybe like the beginning of the season, like uh, weren't into it at all, have suddenly got gradually more into it, but then by the time they're really invested, they've used all their chips. <laughs> so those kind of people like this kind of data mm. is useful for, and just in general to have a look, an idea of the big picture. So, but again, if you're not free hitting this week without a wildcard left, particularly, I would like Trent would be one of the other players. I just massively prioritise him and Salah basically. Yeah, I think Dunk as well is stupid and the Brighton picks for the extra games. It's all obvious stuff. There's nothing groundbreaking here. Um, and it is a, also a very viable st- strategy, you know, depending on your team to, to free hit in 34 instead. So I'm not poo-pooing that by any means. Yep. Um, midfielders we moved on to. Salah's bang at the top by a oh ridiculous my. amount. Um, that was part of the reason why I took the hit to get him in early. And although I got rewarded this week, I feel like I've been a little bit let down with some of these crazy games that he's had before that as well that I didn't get rewarded in. Fernandez is still right up there. The one thing I'll point out is Rashford's kind of mid-table, but his expected minutes are at 20 at the moment. That's simply because we don't 100% know he's back. Uh, when you boost that up, I imagine he will jump to second behind uh, Salah. If Fernandez is at 38, then he's probably going to be around that or maybe just above. So, uh, yeah, he's obviously a really good option as well. Uh, there's no Grealish on here. It's got De Bruyne up there. Um, yeah, Grealish was, I think, like 12th or 13th on the list, which is just okay. a minute, which is just like a minutes thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and just the, the the value of 
uh, guaranteed starts essentially. And it's the same when we when the, the last defender page, I think it was only Diaz and he was like tenth. Um, but Man City have the best, probably the best defense in the league. What well, they do, yeah, only one of the defenders is on there. Yeah, it just shows the value in players actually playing minutes. Mm. Yeah, let's move on to forwards. No surprise, Harlan right at the top. I think everyone will probably have him by now anyway, or maybe not. I think if you're on the non-free hit strategy for 32, he's obviously not playing this week. So I think people look to get him back in 34, maybe, I think. Or maybe even 33 versus Arsenal. But yeah, obviously he's right near the top. Kane's still right there, um, which, I don't know. It's a li- I suppose it was almost a little bit surprised by that, given the games are a little bit tougher, but it's Kane. So <laughs> that's that's probably the answer. Um, and then Isak is actually third. Uh which fills me with a joy because that's part of the reason I've got him. His minutes are at 69 there, so I don't know. I feel like in the double, he is he is actually optimal captain. I looked at it already for 36. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, but that's based on the minutes as they are. Um, I think there's a the evidence we had so far, at least in the previous double, was that Wilson played one and Isak played the other. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised. But I think if you don't captain Isak, you're probably looking to captain maybe Trippier. And then... Yeah. You're captain in a defender, which is slightly risky as well there. So I think still people will captain Isak, even if they think he gets one and then a cameo. Mm-hmm. Because it's, he potentially could still score outscore Trippier as a result of that. Um, Watkins still being right up there surprises me. Because I think their fixtures turn and most of us are looking to get rid of him maybe. Around. No doubles as well, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, he's just a... I mean, he's obviously been brilliant, hasn't he, the last five or six uh, games, but I just think he's just massively improved the season as well overall as a player. Um, I think he was really good the season the season before as well, where we thought he was going to, I think he scored like 18 goals or something. Really, He, he looked like he was on the cusp of being a fantastic pick and then mm-hmm. almost had like a season off as a result of like Danny Ings. Oh, sorry, the season stuff. before last, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's one of the ones that came through Brentford, isn't he? Him. Yeah. <laughs> they he, they he, sell on. <laughs> He's he he's got everything he needs. I think I talked about it, but then he's, he has, has been a frustrating player, and his finishing sometimes looks like it needs work. But he is literally like the modern centre forward. Yeah. Like pressing, peeling off, mobile, can play out to the wide, like literally everything. His whole game, he's just he is fantastic. It's only ever really been labelled that his finishing's been a little bit poor. Well, I think as a one yeah. with his whole team's geared around him, he just. He looks great again, but you know it could be a hot patch as well. He could he could then suddenly start trailing off a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think he's got everything he needs anyway. Uh, Martial's one I want to talk about actually because he is on the list down there. Um, his minutes are at fifty nine. He's one that I might actually genuinely bring into my team because oh, really? I don't have well I don't have Rashford do I? So I You're made the sale. <laughs> well, I've got Bruno Fernandez and I've got Shaw right, and if Rashford's yeah. coming back. I've got Grealish and I've got Fernandez who also double. So it's almost like I don't want to make that switch. So to gain the extra player, I could do Watkins to Martial around the time when Man United double, which I think is 34. Yeah. Um, if I think Martial doubles, which is a massive risk in itself. So I could that could be another way where I differentiate is I go Martial instead of Rashford, which sounds mm-hmm. ludicrously bad when I say it out loud. But that's <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. I just would not do that at all. I just, he's just a bit like James for me in the sense. I just he's so frequently injured that it's not it's not coincidence. He just is injury prone, mm. um, and I just think it's inevitable. In a few games, he'll get injured again. I just think that's what his career is going to be like, sadly, because it's just been so consistent for so long oh, that, that happens. Bless him. I know. <laughs> and sorry, Alex has just asked 
uh, does that table think Tony is getting suspend, suspended? Yes. Um, yeah, it, it's basically best based on the, Tony's experience gradually reducing because yeah. we're expecting probably his hearings uh, was in it has is this month. I don't think we know many details apart from it was going to be in April, um, and then based on previous cases, the suspension comes in straight away. So it seems quite likely at some point Tony's just going to suddenly we're going to get the news of Tony being suspended. But who knows? It, it is assuming that yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and Momo, you can see, is there, and Tony's better than Mbomo. So um, you can kind of yeah. manually adjust it yourself, and he would be mm-hmm. somewhere in mid-table there, I, I presume. Yeah. yeah, so those are the, those are probably just the best pickups from now to the end of the season. It's a very short horizon, so, um, yeah, obviously you have to bear in mind when people are playing and stuff in fixtures, but we're not going to go too much into that detail. Should we start asking some of these, answering, sorry, some of these questions in the chat and Twitter before we head off? Yeah, um uh cool yeah there's one question we've already answered with that was about isaac that was from fpl baresi on twitter so that's asking a question there is about the chances of isaac being benched which we've already answered so if you listen to this now go back and listen to that uh this one's from ines uh non-free hits got tier got trent in to get 10 outfielders but is there a goalkeeper worth taking a hit for Interesting. Would you take a hit for a goalkeeper this week? Well, so he hasn't got a goalkeeper. He's got ten out ten outfielders, but no keeper at the moment. But the keeper will be for a hit. So is there a, is there a keeper you would take a hit for this week? I think I think I would do it because it's it's the old classic of it's only two points. Yeah. And potentially you could get more, and it pay back for itself in that week. And it's a transfer you have to make anyway. Yeah. So I would I would bring in a goalkeeper as to which one I haven't looked myself but I've I've gone back to the goalkeeper slide here and Edison Steele Allison Pope are all up there obviously you're not going to do Edison this week because he doesn't play um stop Brighton don't play either do they That's the tricky thing as well yeah, yeah. So I think because probably, the teams that the teams that play now none of them are doubling in 34 Yeah I think Pope, Pope or De Gea if you can I think Pope and De Gea make sense I mean Allison's mm-hmm. fine too I just prefer the Liverpool other Liverpool options but those three that are on the on the screen Alison Pope De Gea I think all of those are fine yep the only other thing I'd say is if you've got another keeper who's already say you've already got Pope or De Gea for example um I know wait they're playing no they're not playing yeah don't go for De Gea this week we don't even know who's playing it's not because the fixtures aren't up on screen uh, it's got to be you, Pope or Alisson hasn't it but say you do have De Gea for example and your second keeper is I don't know, steel. You could do steel to Johnston if, if if you need money for future transfers. So take a look at your future moves as well. Because there might be more value in going for Johnston, even though there even though Allison or Edison sorry, <laughs> even though uh Allison or like Ramsdale, for example, would be better for this one game week. Um it might be worth going for Johnston and then just having him as your subkeeper. No, that's fair. Uh, I can see Harry, FPL Harry in the chat as well. Hello, mate. I see a few names here. Colin Burger, thanks for joining us guys. Yeah, thanks. thanks I always call him Burglar. I know your name's not Burglar, but it it looks like that to me, so that's what I'm going to say. I don't know why Harry's listening to us. He's, his rank's about 300 or 200 and something. Yeah. God tier. God tier stuff. Yeah, mad. He's got to close yeah. it out, though, Harry. No pressure, mate. Got to close it yeah. out. <laughs> Get the job done. <laughs> um, yeah, so one other question from F- FPL Zahar, who's also in the chat. Um, would you do Zinchenko to Van Dyke for a minus four? He's already got he's already got Salah and Trent Alexander Arnold, so only has two Liverpool players. Zinchenko's confirmed out for this weekend, I think. Um, so would you switch him to Van Dyke for a minus four, knowing you'll have him then until the end of the season? Um, 
I think I would. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's one of the better pickups as we just saw from the defender list back here. Um, yep. He's also probably the most likely to play both in the double from even Trent's probably slightly at risk, I guess, in the double. Yeah, was previously. Um, Arsenal's fixtures are generally pretty bad. After this for a little while, then pick up. I think he makes it back. It's only two points, isn't it, if you're on 10? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'd do it. Yeah, and I think um, you guys, you know, we've mentioned this a lot over the last few weeks because there's been a lot of doubles and blanks. Like in general, hits um, are undervalued by most people in doubles and, and in blank game weeks where you get an extra fixture. Mm. And we, a lot of people tend to be more too prone to take them in regular game weeks. So, yeah, if it's a player for now until the end of the season, and if you think you're, you're likely to bring in a Liverpool player anyway, um, which you might, yeah, which you probably will do because they're going to get another double. Um, like now's the time to do it so you get the, yeah. an extra fixture on top of that um, and then you can use someone else with a uh, use your free transfer something else next next the few only, game weeks the only thing I'll say on that is if you do that now you kind of do make your bed and then let's say uh, I don't know Gakpo gets injured or Nunes gets injured or someone like that and then someone becomes mm-hmm. a better pick like Jota or something or one of those guys suddenly becomes more nailed then it's tricky to move to it but I still just think Van Dyke in isolation is a great pick, and that's obviously Ives Butts could maybe. Uh, yeah, Diaz is also there, right, and could come in as well. So there's just too many options, I guess. Probably need two or three injuries to cement that. Yeah, I, yeah, I would do it. Yep. Um, we don't have any more questions on Twitter. Um, are there any more in the chat? Yeah, I've got one here from Colm. Will Alvarez become an option in the double game week? Um, yeah, I talked about that before, actually. I think, for me, I, m- I may chance it. I may chance going with him instead of Martial just because they may end up playing similar amount of minutes considering how injury prone Martial is. Um, I don't necessarily think, so let me just go to the double. Um, I think the game that is most likely to see Haaland rested at least will be the uh, Everton game because it's after the away leg of the Champions League. So they go away in the Champions League. We've just seen around the Champions League from Man City, they have rotated people clearly that team they played against Bayern which is the same team they played in the first leg is Pep's go-to team at the moment you can argue Silva or Mares depending on the opponent but I think outside that it's pretty cemented um again Ake got injured so you'd expect Laporte to come in but yeah I think I think after the away travel from the Champions League is likely that Leeds is possible as well but I think Everton will be the game where you'll probably see minutes managed and I still think Arlen could start that game like I don't think we've seen it all season you could come off but you're probably going to get a reasonable amount of minutes and they're just great fixtures and we know Alvarez can score well. So it just depends really whether you're willing to chance it. You're happy to accept cameos. You know, you, you could put him on the bench in some of the weeks that you don't want to. But across the double in 34, um, I do think it's a slight risk, to be honest, because I don't really see the need for him to play over Haaland in those games. Like mm-hmm. Fulham and West Ham it is, isn't it, in 34? So aside from the games being relatively close proximity, I suppose you're probably getting him because you think he's going to get maybe 20 minutes versus Fulham, maybe 20 minutes versus West Ham, which could be all right. But I think if you're banking on a start, put it that way, I don't think it's, I don't think it's nailed. Like almost certainly not. And you're kind of stopping yourself getting another Man City option. But I don't know. For me, like him or Martial is my two options. I might be willing to risk it, but if if you really want someone who's cemented and definitely going to play, then he's obviously not the answer, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, 
Uh, we've got another question from Manon, who has no free hit, so he's thinking of getting Eze this week. Not sure about his long-term prospects. What do you think about Palace's fixtures from 33 onwards, particularly 33 and 35? So presumably he's free hitting in 34. Um, I've had a quick look. Um, personally, I'd, I'd, I would uh, wouldn't be as confident in going for him over someone like Madison. I think might be a better option um, if you can afford him uh, as well. Just because in 33 and 35, uh, Madison's got Leeds and Fulham, so I think he's a fine option. Um, but I, I would prefer Madison personally if you want a player with a good fixture now and in 33 and 35. He'd also be selling McAllister for him, which is quite interesting. I think there's definitely like um, uh, rationale for that as well. If you think McAllister's going to keep playing in this more deep role, which he's been good in in the last two games, um, or the last game, I can't remember if it was the last two games. Um, he, got adjust- he got adjusted in the game, didn't he? When the, um, is it NCK? I can't remember how you say his name now, but yeah. the wonder kid came on. But, <laughs> the wonder yeah. kid. One of the, yeah, he... Um, he started playing more deep, so if, I would just do a bit of thinking into that and look into that. Ask some Brighton fans. If you think he's going to play more deep long-term, it might be a really nice little way to then transition to a Brighton defender instead, for example. So that could work out well also. So, I, yeah, I don't hate it, but I personally prefer Madison, if you can afford him. Budget's around 5.5 million, oh. so he's just, he's, just, he's just quashed that for you. I wonder if Jose's um, the best option. Why does he have to remove McAllister? Sorry, I lost, I lost trail of thought. I uh, he, just... He's not on free hit. And, um, oh, OK, he wants him for this week players. as well. Uh, maybe a Fulham player then, because um, you could get Andreas instead. I'd in go Ful- Andreas, personally. Fulham then play Leicester in 35, and in 33 they Thinking play... Ramsey. And play Villa. It's not too bad. Yeah, Ramsey's got Fulham in 33... I think they're all all options, but I think Pereira's yeah. absolutely fine. I think people were put off by his price tag, but... Yeah, Pereira's the option then, I think, there. It opens up your options as well. You have more money in case you need to use it. He's absolutely nailed and is on penalties at the moment. Well, well, until, well he's on penalties anyway, I think, isn't he now instead of Mitrovic? So, Boy, I think, well, uh, we don't know that, but... Oh, OK. <laughs> no, he's not taking one yet while he's been on the pitch, but Mitrovic kicked the last one onto his own foot, which doesn't bode well. Yeah. I think um, I think I think Pereira just makes sense, yeah, because he's so cheap and you can leave him there. But all the options you've discussed, Ramsey and Eze, are, are fine too. Like the fixtures are great, especially for Eze. I'm just not particularly confident. Like Eze is a great player; he's a fantastic option, and they're scoring goals for fun right now. The fixtures good, but I just don't know whether that continues. Like he's never really shown that so far. Um, yeah, and it's hard. It's hard for it's harder for midfielders. I know he takes some free kicks. But even the best free kick takers in the world, like Ward Prowse, probably scored two or three a season. So I don't think you can necessarily bank on that. Mm. Um, yeah, I just think prayer is the easy answer. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And um, uh, yeah, do you have like a rank in mind for the end of the season, Luke? I think I might have asked you this last year, last uh, week. Mm, just try and win it. Try and win it, yeah. Not ruled out yet. <laughs> Not ruled it out totally. All I need is like Isak six goals, and um, you know I'll be within touching distance. Yeah, that's possible. I wonder if there was like a protest in a match or something, and a team just like let the other team just keep scoring continuous goals. I don't know in what contest that would happen. I've just made it up. But say that happens, right? That you might win it. <laughs> if my luck evens out in one game, then I'm winning it. Put it that way. Yeah, isn't that bad? I'm if a player scores like 50 goals, that'd yeah. be sensational. I do um, do you know one thing I would love to happen in FPL is for there's two things like a popular goalkeeper to score. I've not 
because I remember Allison scored last season, the season before last, but like no one owned him. Like I really want a popular goalkeeper to score, and I want to own a keeper who scores. And the other thing is, the a, a couple of weeks ago there was a player on the bench that got booked, um, and I really want there to be a game week where that's a really popular player that's on the bench. Loads of people have them in their starting eleven. Loads of people have got a really good first sub ready to come on. You're a cruel they get, bastard. They get benched and they get put while they're on the bench and they because they come in even though they play zero minutes. Mm. I just think that would be so legendary for the game. Even if it happens to my player. Just, even if it happens to your player, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it would just be so funny. I'm um, sure it probably has happened in the past. There's probably been a, a bench player that's been sent off and people have at least marginally owned him, but I just can't remember. But I guess so. They're um, a keeper goal six points as well, that they need to increase that. At least to set well, make it just make it ten points. <laughs> I think what would be legendary this week if Johnston scores would be like <laughs> literally the free hit keeper that no one else would ever have for any apparent reason apart from if you're on free hit and he ends up scoring a goal or something would just be absolutely legendary. Last night, um, Coventry equalised in the last minute against Blackburn, which is a huge goal by the way. He, he punched it in the net, didn't he, or something? He loved, yeah, about this. It went in off his. He like bundled it into the goal, but it took the last touch of his hand. Brilliant. No var, of course. <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Are we, oh, we've got one more question. Should we quickly answer it? Go on. Uh, from Alex Micah. <laughs> it says Henry is Enrico Henry, but I nearly read it as Henri. <laughs> yeah, Henri, Henri Rashford and Haaland. Sorry, Henry Rashford and Haaland to Salah, Trent, and Solanke for a minus four. Or Rashford to Salah and Haaland to Jesus for free. Um, just trying to get my head around this. Rashford. Second one. Yeah, Rashford. Yeah. I think you probably want Salah a lot. It's not ideal to sell Rashford now, but you pick up two very good options this week and you could then, I suppose you at least be able, you need to be able to get Haaland back pretty quickly. That's all I'd say. And Rashford, but. Yeah, as long as you've got a plan to get them back. But yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a really tricky one to answer, to be honest with that. Like seeing a whole team and having a bit more information, but my instinct says, but basically, if you do if you do take out Rush from Hull, and have a way to get them back. So Yeah, I really wouldn't want to go yeah. without Salah this week, to be honest with you. I just really wouldn't. That feels very scary. Um, Nick said, if you're chasing, would you go for Neto over Johnston? I think that's absolutely fine. I don't think anyone here just thinks Johnston's like definitely going to get a clean sheet. He's just marginally the best keeper option this week on EV. So I think you can pick literally any goalkeeper. There's so much randomness in goalkeepers anyway. I don't think... I think even the modelers are, are open to tell you that the modeling of goalkeepers is extremely tough. Um, you know, clean sheets are a bit luck orientated in general, just because, you know, that defence can be fantastic and concede off of one shot. So it's hard to model that in the first place. And then saves are a thing of absolute randomness in games as well. So, um, yeah, I think you've got license to do pretty much whatever you want with your goalkeeper. I mean, any goalkeeper, even away from home in a terrible fix, you can just turn out a massive score. Um, I know that goes for outfield players as well, but. With goalkeepers, it seems to be relatively common that they're able to do that. So I, I think yeah. you just go with whoever you want. Don't think there's any issue there whatsoever. There's some, there's uh, there's um. So you see, what Whit, Whitworth and Sam Johnston. There's a rationale potentially to start Whitworth and bench Johnston. The reason is that obviously the I think most. Likely, starts. He's almost back of that. <laughs> obviously, the most likely thing is that you get uh, uh, you just get Johnston's points, whatever. But it, but if um. He gets sent off. Johnston was to get sent off. You don't get the red card points and you get Whitworth coming in. And if Johnston gets injured, if, if that happens after 30 minutes, 
or if it happens before 30 minutes, you've still got the chance of a clean sheet. And also, if you get sent off, again, you don't have the minus points, but you also potentially have the chance of a penalty save straight away. Um, but I remember having a conversation with, uh, I think it was FPL Kiwi on Twitter, who's a big in the analytics community, and he said it's about it's actually about 50-50, which one, whether you should do that or not. But So I just said it's probably not. Yeah, because it's probably more likely, well, not more likely, but you can get injured any time after. That yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's more likely to get injured before, but they could get injured. They could come off after. Um, and and also, if your if your keeper comes imagination on, running wild on the pod today, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but say so your keeper does come on after like twenty minutes. Someone for a red stop card. Sam boring us to death with goalkeeper stories. <laughs> they'll probably get. Um, they probably concede straight away from a penalty. But anyway, anyway, I, I've done it before, and I don't. I have massive anxiety about it. I can't remember. <laughs> it was like um, I can't remember who the second keeper I had was, but I, st- I think it was Iverson and Ward, maybe even this season. And I started Iverson, and uh, I was just getting I was I can't think which way round it was, but I was just getting so so nervous that like Ward was in like it, as soon as he gets past the 60th minute, you just get really nervous that the keeper's going to get injured, and everyone else is going to get the banked clean sheet, and you're going to have a stupid sub keeper coming on. So I wouldn't do it, but it'd be legendary if he pulled it off, and then it actually happened. You need, you need a day off, man. You need a day off. You need to just go relax. Just chill out. Get yourself a chai latte. Get yourself back in the sun. Yeah, we won't be saying that when Whitworth comes off the bench and says, <laughs> Well, make sure you tag me if that happens. Uh, yeah. Colm says, hit the like. Don't forget, people. Love that. Thanks for doing that for us. Uh, we've banged on enough, I think, at the end now. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, thanks a lot. Yeah, if you guys could hit the like, that would be very much appreciated. If you could share, comment on the YouTube for the algorithm, uh, yeah, on Twitter, on the pod. If you give it a listen, then, uh, yeah, it just helps to spread and pick up more audience to bore to death with goalkeeper stories. So thank you very much. Um, when are we back, Sam? We're probably back next week or I can't remember now. Uh, yeah, probably next week. Uh, there's a possibility I won't be able to do next week. <laughs> but Brilliant. Maybe you next week with someone else, or maybe just you, or maybe the week after. Okay. Well, people yeah. send me applications that they want to want to appear. We can, we can see what we can sort out. We shall catch you on the next one. It's a goodbye from me. Thanks, guys. Captain Whitworth for his penalty save. <laughs> Good luck, everyone. Done.